Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. with regret you're watching putting you over hello everybody how's it going what's going on welcome uh, to putting you over and uh i i thought i'd get the tweet out but i hit the wrong button so let me put it out now before they perform at st justin garden state invitational i get to put over tj Crawford and Gary J. All right, here we go. TJ's here. Hopefully, uh, everything works. Look at that. With my cool shade, let me flip over here and make sure everything. Can you hear me, Mr. Crawford? Yes, I can. Awesome. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You can hear me. I know it's a little dark. I'm sitting outside. I'm trying to see if there's anything that get the brightness up a little bit. There we go. That's fine. I wear my shades because I like to look professional and have a nice little gimmick (laughs) on this show. And I, I, you came on, and for a split second, you looked like RJ City. Who oh we, man, who we just had <laughs> on here last last show, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god, did he come back in? I thought he was. Coming yeah, imagine back. He just jumps in for yeah. just jumps in for a random uh Barry random one off to say hi. Yeah, he he'd come in and bury me. He came on the show. It was it was the last show? It was what what is today? Tuesday? It was Saturday? Yeah, I think or something like that. And he came on the show. And, and in the first five minutes, he buried me because I guess my my face is crooked, so my glasses, my ears must not be level, and <laughs> and it was just funny stuff. But well, we're not here for him; we're here for you. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I took a nice a nice nap earlier, so I set my alarm so I can wake up just in time uh, to join this call. So man, I miss uh, those thank- days. What are you about? Twenty four yeah. years old? Twenty three. Twenty three. Oh, I miss those yeah. days. I'm I'm an older gentleman. I'm, I'm I hit forty this year. Um, Not old. No, You're it's, still young. It's I know. I used to be twenty three, which was a <laughs> hell of a year. But uh, I'm just thinking of the, the differences in our days today. Like uh, I have three daughters, and uh, it's it was it was it was hell today. One of them just had a softball game, which she won, so that's awesome. Well, uh, congratulations for that. Yep, you know, my youngest. Uh, is learning to swim 
and forgot to put on her life jacket before she went in the pool. Oh man! And that so that scared the shit out of me. I had to leap over the thing. I looked yeah. like someone jumping the guardrail. Uh, it was just, it was just, it's just funny that. Just the I remember being twenty three and doing the same thing, like taking a nap, like you had, no, like, like you just sleep in the middle of the day. It's so great. I got, I, I'm an, I'm an early person, so like I like to get up early and like get my day started. So I was pretty much done with everything I had to do today by like six o'clock. So I figured Excellent. take a nap before I jump on here. That's that's the way I do things now. Still to this day, I get up early, even on the weekends when I'm not doing my shoot job yeah. or anything like that. I'm up early before anyone else gets up. Uh, I check social media. I do things around the house, and I like to get everything done by about like six thirty, seven, eight o'clock. Whether I'm doing this show or I just gotta sit and binge watch friggin' Seinfeld all night or something. I don't know. <laughs> But I do like to get my things done early. Um, Definitely. But you're known as the Windy City Kid. You're from Chicago, correct? Yes, I am. And you're you're. Are you still? Well, let's see. Are you still there now because of the COVID? No, I'm actually. You're in Jersey. I'm actually living in. I'm living in New Jersey right now. I was back in Chicago. Yep. Um, back in from. I was there from March to May. I stayed for about two months to go back home when all the, whenever like all everything got locked down and all that. So. I figured just going home was like the best yeah. thing mentally for me and, you know, just be with my parents during like a tough time. So especially my, my dad who has uh, MS yeah. who like is very, who, who would be um, a little more immune to the, to the virus than most. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of being with him to, to make sure he's okay and everything. So. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that I would have done, I would have done the same thing. And uh, like my parents, they're older as well and they have pre existing conditions and mm-hmm. it, it just it really sucked because they wanted to see their grandkids and like they help us a lot but we couldn't do anything man and it, it was yeah. fun. It, it was just it was basically like hell it was just terrible oh yeah um but like did you pick up any hobbies or, or talents that you could use in or out of the ring during this this lockdown not really i kind of just took this whole like quarantine lockdown thing to get into the best shape possible and get my my mental uh, get like my mind right and just be like mentally ready for for a comeback especially you know i would i want to go as hard as possible yeah. once everything's like 100 like percent back um i know we have shows obviously popping up uh here and there with synergy and gcw runs and beyonds running and stuff like that yeah um, popping back up but just i'm ready for for everything for wrestling to just start back full time again because i feel like you know that's that's when you're when you're at your best when there's a consistent schedule and you have three or four shows every single weekend and you're on the road uh, consistently and it just it, it's so weird being away from it for three yeah. four months that that we were and then trying to jump back in and it's like you have one match and then your body's killing you <laughs> you haven't wrestled in six months yeah. you know so it's like getting back into a routine is definitely something like I'm just waiting. Have you had any matches yet? I know you're going to be at uh, the Garden State Invitational in in a triple threat. Have you had any matches, though, yet since? Yeah, actually, I got to wrestle last Thursday at XWA um, because they're they're starting up their Thursday night throwdowns again. Um, So every Thursday, uh, XWA, 3 Bridal Avenue at the XWA Event Center. Um, I'm going to try to be there as many Thursdays as possible right now, especially because I have so much free time. Um, and I can make a lot of these show, these Thursdays. Um, so if anyone's listening who's from like the Rhode Island area or Connecticut area or anywhere up in New England, 
you can shoot over to XWA on a Thursday night. I think it starts around 7 p.m. each week, I want to say. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, if anyone's around that area, just shoot right over there. They do a very good job of getting everybody, keeping everybody with their mask on and yeah. everybody's social distancing. The seats are all all apart. So, so was that your a good fir- job. first time That back? was my first. Yeah. Yeah, it was my first match back. I got to train a few times before that, but uh, that was my first actual uh, match back. What, what was that like? What was that feeling like? Uh, well, first off, the guy put me in the main event for, for about 15, 20 minutes. So that sucked because <laughs> I'm not used to, to that right now. Um, but it was good. I felt, I felt great coming out of the match. Uh, I woke up in the morning sore, obviously, but it was almost like a good feeling of being sore because yeah. – I was able to wake up and be like, I got to wrestle last night and it was really fun and I had a really good time. Uh, so yeah, it was just, it was such a, it was so cool being able to get back in the ring. And I got to share the ring with the guy, Nick Delta uh, from up that way, who I've been friends with for a few years. So it was good to be able to step in the ring with somebody who I knew. Excellent. All right. Let's, uh, that was all off. That was all off my script. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's great to hear up there on the Thursdays and you'll, you're going to be back. Synergy wrestling's in the chat right now. They just said, watch Crawford at the, GSI 2020 tournament. Uh, you're not. You're, you're in the triple threat. There is a tournament, the GSI yes. tournament. You're in the triple threat for the inaugural cruiserweight crown, I believe. That's the inaugural one, right? Yep, it'll be the first champion crowned. Awesome, and we'll we'll touch on that um, a little later. But they're here. Collins here, uh, great guy. I want to I want to go back a little bit. Um, not. I mean, you're 23. It's not going back that much for you. <laughs> But what's your first wrestling memory that you have? Ooh, my first wrestling memory. Yeah, whether it's um, TV or any whatever. I think I had so, so I didn't really start watching wrestling until 2007, um, but I did watch with my cousins growing up. Uh, so one thing I really remember with them it was it was a like a graveyard segment with Undertaker and Ooh. Booker T. It had to be in like 2005, maybe. Yeah. Like 2004, 2005, I think. Like, I think he had just come back as like as a dead man, and like they were doing this something on SmackDown. I don't like really remember. I just, pick, I just remember seeing Booker T and Queen Charmel in a graveyard with the Undertaker, and like that <laughs> oh, was the first real memory itself. that I had of yeah of wrestling. But like the the memory that I have of wrestling that made me want to. Star wrestling yeah, with yeah. Jeff Hardy jumping off a ladder onto Edge at Mania 23 in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, gosh. It's like those are my two favorite, like two of my favorites, like ever. So, like, that moment made me just stand up and be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And I was like 10 years old, I think, when that happened. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you do, uh, you're out there in Chicago. Do they, do they have, you're at 10 years old, you're in Chicago, right? Yeah. Okay. So, did you get started like most of, well, not us, because I never went the wrestling route, but I did do backyard wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you did as well? No, I wasn't. Honestly, I didn't really know about any other wrestling besides WWE or TNA. Oh, wow. Um, that's really the only wrestling I, I knew. Um, I played basketball growing up. Nice. And at this at the Oaklawn Pavilion um, in Oaklawn, Illinois, is where Ring of Honor used to run a lot when, when they ran in Chicago. Uh, or it's like or Chicago Ridge, if that because that's I think when Ring of Honor builds it, they build a Chicago Ridge. Um, so like I would go to these basketball tournaments at at this at this place, and I would see signs for Ring of Honor, but I was just 
I wasn't into like independent wrestling. So I didn't really know what it was. So I just never went to shows. And like now looking back at it, I'm thinking like, man, I could have seen guys like CM Punk and Roderick Strong and Adam Cole and all Kevin Steen and all these guys before they made it, like going to these, these little indie shows, you know, I mean, Ring of Honor, not a little indie, but you know, I mean, at the time, at the time, I guess they were running like the smaller venues than they are now, but yeah, yeah, it's like, I wish I would have been able, I wish I would have been like a fan of that because I would have. That would have been awesome. Well, I'm 40. I'm 40 years old, and I'm regretting the fact that I'm literally, like, just getting in to independent wrestling. Like, maybe, let me just say, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. I was just, I guess, ignorant and naive and just, I mean, I knew of Ring of Honor. I knew of the lower-type promotions, but there is a whole genre. It's like a... Oh, yeah. It's It's just a lifestyle. And it's amazing. And since I've started doing this show, I've talked to a lot of independent wrestling stars and it's just, it's opened my eyes and it's just great. It's just great stuff. Yeah. It's just awesome. And I try to tell, I try to introduce as many people as I can to, to people like, uh, just as yourself. Now you're from Chicago. You mentioned CM Punk. You, you must have to love CM Punk. It must be, uh, uh, you know, written in the, in the law there in Chicago, right? You got to be a big punk. Oh yeah, I think it's I, I think it's definitely one of the laws that you have. Like it comes in the mail like every single month, where it's like <laughs> it reminds you of the laws and it says must be a CM Punk fan. Um, but I, I mean, obviously a fan of CM Punk growing up because he's from Chicago, but also just kind of falling in love with like his style of wrestling and his promos and just every like the way he presented himself on TV. I was very like, I don't know, I was very I was very into it. So like. Because my top four growing up was Rey Mysterio, CM Punk, Edge, and Jeff Hardy. So, like, those are the four guys that, like, I was just, I was just, I was a SmackDown guy yep. growing up. So, like, and those four guys, while I was watching, were, like, the pillars for SmackDown. Yep. Along with Batista and Undertaker and stuff like that. But, like, those are the four guys that I really enjoyed watching the most. I think I heard you in another uh, podcast when I, was, when I was prepping the show a little bit. Someone asked you to build your... A, a four horsemen, I think it mm-hmm. was, and I think you had mentioned uh, people. I think it was. I think it was Jeff Hardy, and I can't remember now, but I, I remember that. The, if anything, it was probably like the four guys. The four yeah. guys I mentioned, like I said, those are the four guys that like. And even I if do, you watch me watch yeah. me wrestle, those are like the guys like I try to copy styles from and stuff like that. Yeah, and I do remember hearing you talk a, a lot about Batista. You you were high on him, yeah. which you thought was weird because. You two are total opposite as an uh, yeah. appearance style, but but that's that's good. That's that's what makes wrestling great. Well, that was the thing because I was like growing up, so I had hit my growth spurt at like in like fifth grade. So I've been about the same height since about fifth grade. Yeah. So growing up, being a fan of Batista, in my head, I'm like, oh well, I'm gonna get really big like this yeah. guy because I'm already really big yeah. compared to everybody else. Yeah. And then everybody else grew, I didn't grow, and I was like, you know what? Maybe someone like Rey Mysterio is probably better suit for my <laughs> wrestling style. Yeah, that's funny. I think uh, I think I'm the same. I think I'm literally the same size I was in, and I and my wife gets pissed at this all the time. Uh, the same size and weight I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, trust me, I know exactly. I know I'm I'm right with you on that. Yeah. That's like. It's all gonna come back to haunt me one of these days. Everything's <laughs> gonna catch up. All the food I eat. My diet, yep. which is beer and bread, that's all going to come back. It's all going <laughs> to come back. So you got your 
training, I guess, uh, at Create a Pro. Now, I this is what I learned prepping for you. Create a Pro New Jersey. Like, there's different. There's Create a Pro New Jersey and and New York, right? Yeah. Okay, and there's yeah. probably more. I, I would assume. No, it's just it's just it's just the two. It's just, just New Jersey two, and New huh? York. Yeah. It's like the Knicks you got Brian, and uh, Brian Myers. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Hawkins, yep. who runs the New York school, and then Pat Buck, who runs yep. the New Jersey school. And, and that's where you were. You were with Pat Buck in New Jersey. Yeah. And that's where you got your start. Now, you debuted in, my notes say, 2016. Yep. Awesome. Excellent. What yeah, was that April, feeling uh, like? Go ahead, April. What was that feeling April like? Thir- April 30th, 2016, was uh, we had the Creative Pro Student Battle Royal. Oh. Um, that was <laughs> won by... <laughs> He's now security officer, officer Ronald Moses in job security, but at the time, um, he was the artist formerly known as uh, Ronald Kingsley. He was doing this like David Bowie oh, like, gimmick. It was really cool. Name. It was like one of my first like. I remember standing by the curtain and I'm like really nervous before I go out, and I see him walk over in his like orange jumpsuit with like the face paint on, and I was like, "All right, man, I can't get nervous that the guy's going out looking like that." That's funny. Now, when they when they do something like that, uh, a battle royal, you know, to introduce everyone, you know, it's a creative pro thing. It, you guys are all in the ring at the start, right? That's a battle royal. Like you yeah. guys don't come out like the Royal Rumble, like every thirty seconds or so, right? No, no, they just yeah. play one song, and then we have like fifteen, twenty guys just walk to the ring, oh, and then nice. bell rings, and everyone just start throwing hands. That, that sounds like a clusterfuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. But you you made your I guess I guess uh, you made your mark or, or your initial impact um, as the Beach Bums, the tag mm-hmm. team, which I didn't take the notes of your tag team partner, but I'm sure you can help me out with that. Um, you guys, is this true? You guys were undefeated for two years at uh, at Pro Wrestling Explosion. Yeah, and we went. Uh... That was in what Phoenix. I, no, my notes say in, as Phoenix Tag Team Champions. So maybe oh, that was it. for that was for a promotion all the way out in um in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. But the the undefeated the two year undefeated streak was a a, a storyline thing we had going on at Pro Wrestling Explosion in nice. Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, we had a two year undefeated streak there, and then when we lost it, that was like the whole catalyst for the breaking up. Me breaking up from the from the team, at least at that promotion yeah, at yeah. that time. Yeah. So okay, I got two questions. One, who ended the streak? Oh God, I'm gonna hate saying this out loud, but Jimmy controversy. Oh man, I don't I'm even know hate, who I don't even know who that hate, is. But the fact that it makes you upset is great. He's a, he's a he's a friend of mine, and like he's a he's a good good kid. But it's just like it was so. It's just like the way that we went about doing it. Yeah. With him getting the win because it was a uh, like three man tag team match with him, Rhett Titus, and um one of their other guys, uh, Wild Hog, who was, like, their manager. And the whole thing was that it was Jimmy's birthday. So Jimmy got, like, the vision. Like, he didn't do anything really in the match, but he got the visual pinfall. Uh, so, like, it was just, it was, so, it was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other question I, I had, and as you said, it was, like, a storyline. You were saying that you guys, in that promotion, it, it got me thinking, like, are there storylines that independent wrestlers have across promotions? Um, um, I think I think there is. I think some some people will kind of carry like 
feuds and stuff yeah. like that across different promotions. Like I know Alex Zane and Blake Christian, like yep. they're they're always put together. So like I know they're they kind of like you know they'll go to various promotions and like and wrestle each other. And that's like the match you want to see. It's like when in old Ring of Honor it was like Punk and Cabana. Yep. It's like they would travel and like that would be like their little storyline was they would wrestle each other and they would stuff like that. So I think, but I don't fun. think like like other storylines like. There's like there's certain stuff that just like it stays in one promotion and then you go yeah. to a different promotion and it's different. So I think that'd be fun to have certain storylines. Like if I was a promoter, I would look for those type of storylines and see how I can advance them mm-hmm. by bringing that them in. It'd, that'd be interesting to do. All right, let me see. Let me get back on my 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 track here. I get off track a lot, <laughs> uh, just because I find things. So all right, so so the the streak ended. It, it, you guys broke up in that promotion, but you you have moved on. You're now a singles wrestler. Um, how long? When? So wait. So when when did the streak end? What year was that? That was 2018. 2018. So you've been a singles wrestler pretty much for two years now. Yeah, a little, a little, probably a little less than two years because I, like I said, that was yep. like one yeah, of yeah. the places and then like by 2019 we had all we had every single place we worked for we were we were done as a team excellent perfect so what's do you prefer to be a tag team wrestler or a singles wrestler what fits tj crawford best i think singles wrestling definitely fits me better yeah. um but i do miss tag team wrestling at, yeah. at some time like it's really fun to be able to like collaborate with your partner Yep. And figure out some cool ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. And but, to me, the more the more people that are in the match, the more ideas and the, the more fun it could be. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, I'm very happy with being like a singles wrestler. Yeah. the The first time I ever saw you, I was doing, I was a, it was a synergy show. Well, it was a synergy, uh, like fight TV thing. Uh, uh-huh. I think it was called. It was like a complimentation. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the right word. It was called Fubar, and you were wrestling. Uh, it was like an extreme hardcore match. You were oh, wrestling. Oh, it was me and uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Bradley. Yes, I don't know Aaron, which one they, they yes. did the nope. unsanction of the last man standing. Uh, last man standing, I think. I think that was one I think showed. so. It was Aaron Bradley, though that I do remember. Mm-hmm. And that's where I first saw you. So I've only ever seen you as a, as a singles wrestler, and I would have to mm-hmm. uh, agree with you that I think – that's your best. Uh, it's Alex. Yeah, it's Alex Raymond now. Yes. Alex Raymond yes, now. We know Aaron Bradley yeah. at the time. I prefer Aaron Bradley's ring gear as opposed to Alex <laughs> Raymond. Do, don't tell him that because I've seen his matches and I don't want him coming here. <laughs> but that's just neither here nor there. So I saw that match and that was it was an extremely good match. You're a singles wrestler now. When I was doing some of my research, I found out uh, you fought jo- one half of the. Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions Josh Alexander. Yeah, I got to wrestle him yeah. at the uh, Impact tapings in Melrose. Yeah, how was that? That was so. That the the funny thing behind that was, so the day of I think it was a Friday when we had the match. Um, the day of at six o'clock in the morning, I get a text message from Kevin Matthews, who was one of he's one of the trainers over at Creative Pro New Jersey, uh, Booker and st- stuff yep. like that for Russell Pro. Um, and he was helping out at the impact shows. They rented our ring and he texts me at six in the morning and says, <laughs> can you be in Melrose by noon? You're wrestling Josh Alexander. I was like, I can be there in like an hour. Yeah. If you really need me that bad. We'll wrestle so now. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like, I got up, you know, 
got ready and went. And Josh was, man, he was so cool to like just sit down and talk to. Like regardless of the match, the yeah. match was was fun. But just like being able to talk to him and just like kind of pick his brain on wrestling was really fun. That's awesome. Was he was he the tag champion then? With yeah, with yeah, Ethan they were the tag champs at the time. Nice, awesome. Um. Can you describe to me Chicago Strong Style? It's the same as regular Strong Style, except it's coming from a Chicago motherfucker. Yeah, there That's you the go. only difference. It's ironic that it's not called Punk Strong Style, but I, I understand. <laughs> well, you know, I just I'm, I gotta make sure uh, nobody over in Chicago sees the shirt because then they might I might get something in the mail that says you have to change this to CM Punk Strong Style. <laughs> yeah, cease and desist. <laughs> that don't say Punk. Um, <laughs> So you're, you were a big impact fan growing up and yeah. And, and that makes a lot of sense to me because I see a lot of impact uh, from the time you would have been watching. I see a lot of that in the style of wrestling that you portray now. D- does that, mm-hmm. did that have a big impact on your uh, style pun intended? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, like I was so when I would watch uh, TNA, TNA Impact growing up uh, on Spike TV, man, yeah. I miss that. Yeah, right. Me uh, too. I was a huge fan of like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, um, Samoa Joe, but I was probably the biggest fan of Petey Williams. Oh, yeah. And I actually was I had I was supposed to wrestle him back in March. Oh. It was actually the same day that the crown match was supposed to happen. Um, I was supposed to wrestle Petey Williams earlier on in the day. Um in Rawway, New Jersey, yeah. and then shoot down in about an, uh, a half hour to Hillsboro to wrestle for the crown. That's so I why I, I that's why I didn't day. think it was the inaugural because it was supposed to happen already. Yeah, it was supposed to happen yeah. back in March. That's why. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Petey Williams is great. He's Petey Williams is the only person that should be doing a Canadian destroyer, in my opinion. I agree. It's why I, if, you, if you watch any of my matches, I don't really, I don't do them. Or at least the only person that ha- can finish a match can, with it. Can win with the Canadian yeah. Destroyer. Man, he's so good. But yeah, I mean, I got to, I actually got to talk to Petey at the, when I did the Impact tapings, he was one of the agents from a match. So I was able to talk to him a little bit and it was really cool, uh, like being able to sit and talk to him too. Because like, again, big fan of his growing up. So being able to like, just hang out with somebody who you've, admired for so long yeah such a cool feeling that's awesome man the impact at that time was was great it was it was mm-hmm. really it was really good in and, and it's funny because they had a pay-per-view that said uh it recently called hard to kill uh and I, I thought that was the greatest pay-per-view name ever because they are they're hard to kill they you always think they're dead whether it's tna or it's impact or whatever you always think the promotion is dead and then right when you think it's dead it's back up again, and they're they're doing great stuff now. I mean, I, yeah, I think they're hitting on all strides right now. I mean, I bet the main event match for Slammiversary, yeah, I'm really excited for. It. I, I got a chance to wrestle Ace Austin back in 2018, yep. so I'm really excited to see him in that match. Hopefully, he can come out the the winner. I'm actually I'm gonna be pulling for for Ace. It would be nice to see somebody like like an Ace Austin win that belt. I just got this mm-hmm. weird feeling that. They're coming in with that mystery guy, and that mystery guy oh, is yeah. coming away. And a lot of people, t- a lot of people are telling me it's going to be EC3, which fits a lot of the narrative. Uh, I'm hoping it's Bully Ray from Aces and Eights. And he I just guess you just have to 
watch watch on yeah, Saturday. And, yeah, we'll be there. And wait and see. I, I'll be live here. I'll be interviewing somebody, but I'll be watching Impact right <laughs> here. I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad for those people, but anyways. Um, so let's talk about your character. So it was inspired a little bit. A lot of Impact stuff is in it. You got that Chicago strong style. I guess that does. I have I have written down describe your your style and whatnot. But I, I think we touched on that with uh, Chicago strong style. So I'm just gonna move on. Um, you've had a lot of inter- intergender matches, and that's something uh, I'm really into. Really stand by. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any thoughts or takes on that, or, or, or experiences, or anything really? I mean, it's the the two the two women that I got a chance to step in the ring with were two women who I'm like, who I have started training with, that I'm very close friends with. Um, the first one I got to wrestle Corinne Mink, who is one of my best friends in the entire world. Uh, we started about a day apart from each other in our training, um, so we got a chance to wrestle each other um, at TIW in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun, and then I got a chance to wrestle Chris Statlander. Uh, at Beyond Wrestling's yep. Please Come Back um, earlier on this year in January. And that was, I mean, one, being able to wrestle Kristen um, in front of a Beyond crowd, which is like kind of her home turf, was really a, a weird experience because the fans did not like me <laughs> because they love Kristen so much. Yeah, they shouldn't like you. Um, they shouldn't. They no. shouldn't. But, uh, but I mean, I think me, me and Kristen had a, had a really fun match, and I – She's injured right now, obviously. Yeah. Uh, wish her the best and wish her the most, the speediest recovery possible. Um, but yeah, I would wrestle Chris. I would wrestle Kristen or Corinne Mink every single day for a year if I could. Yeah. Um, speaking of Statlander, I've I've gone on this show before saying I just can't get invested in her yet. Um, there's something about her her character that I just can't get invested in and and I, I i've been known to change uh i'm very open-minded i've been known to change my mind uh did she have the same style of character back then when, when you wrestled her oh yeah we we only wrestled earlier on this year oh okay um, all right and she's been i know she's been doing this alien yep. thing pretty much since yeah i don't it's um, weird for for a few years um but i mean i know you said you're you're pretty new to like the independent like yeah. to independent wrestling so like if I were you, I'd just go out on like YouTube yeah. and just kind of check some stuff check out. Check her out, and it, it's funny because I can totally get into Luchasaurus, but for some reason, <laughs> Statlander, I can't suspend my disbelief, and it makes no sense to me because she's great in the ring, but I don't know. But I, I'm coming around, and uh, you're now like the third person that says, uh, "Do your goddamn homework, kid. Go back and watch her." So <laughs> I'll definitely do that. Um, I'm going to move on to some some different type of questions semi non-wrestling related and then we're gonna end i believe with uh the match you have coming up at the garden state invitational all right uh all right so the first one is obviously you probably get this a lot your your goals as a wrestler uh stuff like that where do you see the windy city and it's harder now this question is harder now because we're coming off covid and people like people are just like i just want to be the fucking ring i just want to i just want to give someone a collar elbow tie up that's all i really want to do so I understand that, but eventually when we get back into "quote unquote" normalcy, uh, where could you see the Windy City Kid uh, promotion-wise? Uh, what's the ceiling? Where 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 do you see yourself fitting best? Uh, I mean, the ceiling's as high as it can go. Yeah, there you I go. Feel like, right, uh, right answer. You know, but 
I'm a huge fan of like New Japan Pro Wrestling, and mm-hmm. I would love an opportunity to be able to go train at the Los Angeles Dojo. Oh, nice. Um, so that would be really, really cool to, to get a chance to do that. Um, but I'm pretty open-minded to kind of like anything, you know, uh, whether it be Impact, Ring of Honor, NXT, AEW, you know, obviously whatever deal, whatever deal would fit best with, with me and whatever, you know, would benefit me the most. Um, but I think, I think you're going to see me in all of them at some point. All of them at some point. That's a, <laughs> that is a hell of an answer. No one's actually ever said that. That's a great, because you got your stepping stones, you know. Um, I, since I watched you that first match with Aaron Bradley, I'm not going to call him that other name. That's, I prefer Aaron Bradley. <laughs> I can't. Even when I, even when I seen him the other day, I, ca- I kept calling him Bradley. I couldn't call him anything else. Just flows better. Just sounds better. <laughs> um, I I see you in MLW, and I not only do I see you in MLW, I see you in a faction with Mance Warner. I don't know why. I can just see you with that style. I don't know. You're gonna have to switch up. It's gonna be the total opposite of a beach bum. Uh, but I think you can do it. I think you can pull it off. And, I would love to, yeah. love to wrestle with Matt Warner. I think that would be a lot of fun. It, it would be a lot of fun. Um, dream triple threat match. So I'm going to have you. Uh, you're in the match. Someone else from the current product. I don't care. It can be on the indie scene. doesn't matter. It does not matter. You, another person, and then a person from the past. Who do you got? My dream. Let's see. I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to pick anybody who's like – you know, with a contract, like any contracted yeah. guy, I'm going to pick someone who I genuinely think is one of the best wrestlers, uh, at least on the East Coast right now. Um, but he's very close to being one of the best wrestlers, I think, in the world. Uh, and that's Daniel Garcia from Daniel up, in, Garcia. up in Buffalo. So I always I write love... these names down, too. When all hmm. these wrestlers mention a name I've never heard of, I write it down. And then I go check him out. So that's Daniel. Oh yeah, Garcia. definitely, Daniel. definitely check out Daniel Garcia. So he would be the guy I'd pick out of like the current indie scene, um, just because I think we have a very similar style and we have a very like similar interest in wrestling. That I think it would be really fun nice. to have him in a triple threat match. And if I'm picking someone from the past, I'm gonna pick CM Punk because <laughs> you have to. Why would I not want to be <laughs> in a triple threat match with CM Punk? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you guys so have yeah, to. I guess me, CM Punk, and Daniel Garcia in a triple threat match would be like dream scenario for me right now awesome all right uh one word answers i only want you to respond with one word all right uh pineapple on pizza okay uh fit finley bruiser colin west hey i want to say something else i was gonna say friend i'm just gonna say friend all right (laughs) what do you do you say it no, I just say friend. He'll probably text me later. I'll talk to him about this. You have to tell. You have to tell me. D- DM me what you were really gonna say. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Colin West in Synergy Pro Wrestling, uh, July twenty fifth, you're in the inaugural Cruiserweight Championship, which is a crown, which I really love that it's actually not a title, mm-hmm. and and it's it's something else. It's kind of it's interesting. Uh, you're you're in with. Uh, Casey Cattell and uh, Ellis. I don't even remember the other guy's the other prick's name. Ellis Taylor. Yep. Yeah, Ellis Taylor. So, um, why don't you give us your takes on that for a little bit? Uh, I mean, 
shit. I can go on all day about freaking Ellis and how much I don't like him. Yeah, he uh, he was he was a massive asshole yeah, at the yeah, for man. the first responders. You know, he decided to like go at Casey for almost like no reason. I don't know why. Uh, so I mean, it's like I'll I'll put Casey over to the moon because I watched her at CCW go through yeah exploding barbed wire and glass and all that shit. So like. I even said in, in the ring on Saturday yeah. that she is probably like the toughest in the match because she's willing to do all that. Um, but Ellis, if Ellis keeps running his mouth, I'm going to knock his fucking teeth down his throat. There you go. So the 25th, he's got another thing coming. Excellent. Um, I, I've gone on the record saying that that segment with you three in the ring at for the first responders was, uh, it was really great, man. All the matches were great, but that segment really, uh, Sucked me right into that match, and I'm ready for mm. it on July 25th. All right, TJ, we're nearing the end of the show. What I like to do at the end all the time is I'm going to give you the you know the imaginary mic. You have the floor. You can put over anything you want. You can bury anything you want. I don't care what you say. The floor is yours, sir. I will not interrupt. Well, the only thing I'm going to say is that everybody got to watch on July 25th, Fight TV. Got to watch me win. The cruiserweight crown. I'm gonna be dubbed the Windy City King at that point. So write that down. Get ready for that. Okay, mark that. Uh, but other than that, you can just you can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter at TJC Wrestling. You can find my merchandise at ProSingTees.com/slash/OvertimeTJCrawford. I got the Chicago Strong Style shirts out. I got the an ECW font Windy City Kids shirt. Just go check them out. Support. Buy shirts. Wear them to shows. Tell people that TJ Crawford's the greatest wrestler you've ever met. Awesome. Excellent. It's been a phenomenal conversation. I had a lot of fun. Um, all right. We'll be in touch, man. And if I don't talk to you before the Garden State Invitational, have yourself a phenomenal match and Thank kick you. his teeth in, please. Oh, I will. <laughs> all right. Have yourself a wonderful night, man. Thanks for coming by. Uh, and you have a good one. Thank you for having me on. Yep. Later. Awesome. Excellent. What'd you think of that, Vanessa? It's great, right? Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer.
Hey, Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret, and you're watching Putting You Over.